Hey y'all, it's Kavo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to another week of Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets a tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Girl, you know, it's it's going. <laughs> I feel you. I'm definitely right there with you on that. Yeah, I mean, let's not talk about it. Cool. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm <laughs> the same way. I am tired, and um, yeah, my week has been my week, so we can yeah. get right on past that. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, work, let me not, work has been great. Work has been really great, but other than that, you know, life has been kicking me in the ass. Okay hard sometimes it does that and yeah i'm an emotional wreck right now but i'm here you know what i'm saying nonetheless i'm here for yet another motherfucking day to shit exactly (laughs) yeah uh but we're here we're happy to be here we're happy to be here for yet another week for you guys um this week we have some uh interesting stuff to talk about Mm mm-hmm you know, and my motivation Monday surprisingly is not necessarily relevant to our topic this week, but I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. Okay. So motivation Monday this week is going to pretty much stem from my experiences this week and some wise words that I've gotten from some very, very wise people in my life. You know mm-hmm. who you are. Shout out okay. to y'all. So I have, it's like a two-piece type of situation. The first one is when you are walking in your purpose, the devil feels like it's time to go to work. Mm. Hallelujah. When you are walking in your purpose, that's when you will face the most adversity. So that's what I'm experiencing right now, you know, Mm -hmm. in the midst of that. Um, I called my brother. Shout out to my little bro. He is the GOAT for sure, for sure. I called him and I was just like, you know, I'm stressed. Shit is just not going the way that I would like it to. You know, I had Mm -hmm. this plan. I had everything lined up and not necessarily a plan because, you know, when they say you make a plan, God will laugh at you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I thought everything was going according to the way that, you know, everything was supposed to go and then I got a couple monkey wrenches thrown in my plans and I'm stressed I'm scared for dear life you know and I was talking to my brother and I'm like you know the devil has been working okay he has been putting in over time this week I mean I just feel like I'm getting beat down by life you know Mm -hmm. and he was like you know the devil does work he does work hard but you know what our God works harder exactly Say that. You know what I'm saying? He's so fucking wise. So wise. I was like, oh my goodness. I needed that. Immediately, I was like, I needed that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to Lil Bro for that for real because I needed to hear that. I needed somebody to get me straight and something to keep telling myself as I'm going through this trying time. And I'm sure I'm not the only one, you know, it was a full moon out last night. So I'm pretty sure um, shit is going, you know, kind of wild for everyone. 
I'm, I would like to hope I'm not the only one. You're definitely not. <laughs> You're definitely not. Mercury has to be in like a retrograde. Yeah. Or is it be like right say Merc Mercury is in um what did he say? Gatorade or no. in retro braid. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's kicking our ass. Mercury is doing something because I am fed up. Okay. I am fed up for one and I am exhausted. And I feel like I've paid my goddamn dues for this struggle shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The struggle don't matter, I'll catch you anywhere. The struggle does not matter. You know, and I have another question. This is random. Is relevant to Motivation Monday, but not. But I just feel like let's talk about it. Okay. When you're sad, right? Because mm -hmm. there's different levels of sad. When you're as sad as I am right now. <laughs> okay. What do you do to make yourself feel better? <laughs> um, I like to do things for me. So like maybe go get my nails done. Maybe go watch a movie by myself. Have some alone time. I like to write, obviously, you know that. But um, anything that gets me out of like the reality of me being sad. So like, not like where I'm trying to escape from reality, but I'm trying to like put myself in an environment that I truly want to be in rather than being like, oh yeah, sure. I'll go be around all these people. Instead of doing that, I may, you know, go on a hike because I like to hike or I may go down to, you know, I don't know, like I said, the movies or just something like the library or something that kind of gets me out of like the, tr the typical things that like I'm doing on a daily basis. That's, you know, I don't know, maybe making me sad, like work all the time. Maybe I'll take a day off. Sometimes you need a mental break from people, from things, from places. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you just need to like separate yourself a little bit so you can just kind of like mm -hmm. get back to doing you and get back to being that person that you truly strive to be. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing to just say, okay, you know what? I don't want to be around people today or I don't want to go to work today. I need a mental day and I'll do that. I'll text my director and be like, hey, taking a mental day. I love it. Yeah, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have the most healthy habits mm -hmm. when it um comes to that i like to shop <laughs> retail therapy is okay too okay because yesterday i dropped some like when i say i spent money <laughs> hey i think retail therapy is definitely okay within reason like obviously if you haven't paid your rent don't be going out there spending five hundred dollars right. on stuff be very right. you know you need to definitely make sure everything's in alignment but i mean hey i'll go shopping too if i want i deserve you know I what I'm saying? Hard. So I deserve to go and get some new shoes or a new bag or whatever the case may be. I deserve it. That's okay. No, seriously. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it made me feel better temporarily. Mm -hmm. And I went, kind of went out yesterday. We tried to go to a TSU's homecoming, Texas oh. Southern. How was that? It was interesting. Uh, it probably would have been better if we got there earlier, but... I was shopping, so. <laughs> so there were other things that were more important. I got right, you. <laughs> right. So I didn't get there till the evening festivities. But my doc, um, that's his alma mater, uh -huh. and he was so excited, girl. It was funny. It was hilarious. Like that's he's so telling good. patients, he's like, "Yeah, I'm so excited." <laughs> He's ready. Girl, he's ready for the turn up. He literally verbatim looked at a patient and they were like, yeah, your homecoming is today. He was like, I'm so excited. Oh, my <laughs> I God. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I'm like, okay. It's the funniest thing because, like, he talked about it all week. Like, oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. And it's on campus this year and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's ready. He's like, hurry up. Girl, no. Girl, he's so excited that some patients were like, I'm just going to, I'll come next week because oh I know it's your homecoming. He's like, well, I still got to work, but okay, I'll see you. Right? He's like, that's, I mean, you know, that's fine. Don't come. Right. <laughs> Girl, but it was hilarious. As soon as on Saturday, because we're open on Saturdays mm-hmm. for about two hours. And so as soon as we got done with our last patient on Saturday, he was like, all right, I'll see y'all later. Dr. Harwell, Dr. Harwell, you got it. You got it, right? You could. All right. See y'all later. Everybody right. he up. couldn't wait till you got there. He was like, thank you, God. Girl, he was the first person out the door. <laughs> he was ready. He was like, I got plans and I'm not about to have y'all hold he me had up. Plans. Girl, when I got to work, he was like, so I packed my book bag last night. My oh, wow. charger is charged up. Girl, he is ready. He was so ready. It was hilarious. HBCU homecomings, they're, they're like yeah they're all night. all night they don't leave isn't yeah. you know ain't no end they out there so i was i told him i was like yeah i'll call y'all when i get out there because him and his wife and like his other like older friends from his you know when they were there when he was there mm-hmm. and so i was like okay i'll call y'all when we get out there so me and Brittany go out there and uh it was a lot of people. It was really crazy. And I was calling him and texting him like, I'm trying to figure out what tent he's at because I didn't expect it to be so many people, girl. Oh, I was really? like, I don't. We got out there and she told me, she was like, well, how are you going to contact him? And I was like, well, I'll just call him when we get there and see where he's at. And she was like, well, hopefully he'll have service. Girl, no, there was no service. It was so many people around that nobody's phones was working. Not one phone was working. And um, I called him a couple times. And I don't know if my call was making it through. Maybe it was. And I texted him. But after a while, we were like, okay, well, let's just leave. Let's go get something to eat. And we left. And then we get when we make it to the car, then he calls me. And he's like hollering in the phone, Dr. Harwell. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, where you at? He was like, I'm by the stage, Rick Ross, Rick Ross. Oh my gosh, I'd have been like, sir, I need for you to calm it down. <laughs> he loves Rick Ross. It is so. I was like, when I tell you, tears started falling my my face. I was laughing so hard. Like this man loves Rick Ross. Okay, I learned that in this week how much he loves Rick Ross. So if I learned it in this week, just imagine how he was losing his shit to see Rick Ross. Clearly. It was, okay, I'm not going to go on a tangent. This man is hilarious. I just need y'all to understand. Working with him is definitely never a dull moment. It was very, very entertaining. I will say that. Well, I'm glad. That has been the good part of this week. I have laughed a lot. I'm glad I've left Rick Ross. I've never met anyone that loved Rick Ross that much. Me neither. That's why I'm cracking up so hard because I'm just like, why? Yeah, (laughs) like like, Rick Ross. I mean, like I'm not Rick Ross, but like, okay. It went to be like, like, oh my gosh, let me stop my entire life for Rick Ross. No, right to like stop. Everybody has to stop traffic. Yeah, like everything is on the radar. Girl, I was literally hollering. I was like, I literally never met anybody who liked Rick Ross that much, but this is very funny to see. Hilarious. That is amazing. Well, go Rick yeah. Ross, I guess. I really hope he had fun at homecoming. I think he did. I'm pretty Girl, sure. I mean, I, 
I'm I'll sure be back next week, and I'm pretty sure I'll be laughing all week hearing yes. these stories. I'm so sure you made it the entire time. So, girl, it was hilarious. I'm pretty sure he definitely had the time of his life. I really am sad that I didn't get a fish plate though, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, man. I'm sure that was fucking delicious too. But next time, next time for next sure. Time. Okay, now let's you know let's get off of that because I'll go in a tangent <laughs> and start talking about shit that's not relevant to this episode. You definitely will. <laughs> you know. But before we get started, let's go ahead and get into this tea. Oh yeah, what's the tea, sis? Bitch, I'm boy. What's the tea, ho? Bitch, when I tell you I got large unsweet tea with a shot of raspberry, bitch, with light ice, never dull. Yeah, bitch. I hope you got two gallons so you can waste one. I spill it. So Summer Walker admits to having butt enhancements. She was, um, yes. And she and Ari Lennox were doing an interview together. I guess they were interviewing each other. And Mm -hmm. Ari was so like impressed. She was like, what? Like you got, butt? can I feel like, oh my gosh. And she said that she had a long back. So she wanted to just, you know, enhance her little booty. And it's actually like, it looks so good on her. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't know that she got it done at all. I swear I was I when I saw that video I had to go back to her old Instagram page. So Summer Walker used to clean like houses and businesses around Atlanta. That was oh, her business okay. before she sang. I don't know if people know that or not. I'm I did weird, not know that. But yeah. So her Instagram for that and she doesn't know the password, so I don't think it's going anywhere. It's called Summer So Clean. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went back to that Instagram to Summer So Clean and I was looking at videos of her cleaning, trying to look at her butt, and I'm like, okay, okay, yep, I definitely see the difference. Really, it's like essentially the same ish, but it's a lot plumper and rounder than it yeah, was. So it's, it's like horrible. it's not like she did an excessive she really didn't it looks it literally fits her body so well that it looks like no work was done, girl. Yeah, like, like I wouldn't even have known. Why haven't you told us yet? I wouldn't even have known. Like unless that interview came out, like it didn't look like she had. I'm on that page now, and it doesn't look like her back is long, like she's saying. So yeah, I know she like she literally had a cute ass. Yes. She's a small girl, so her ass fit her for what it was. Exactly. It wasn't. Com- it literally was not flat. It it definitely wasn't. It was it was nice. Like I mean, it wasn't like how it is now. But I would definitely look at it before and be like, oh okay, it fits her body. Yeah. Not in the sense of like, oh she got a fat ass, but she just had a regular ass for a small person. Exactly. But I love that she's yeah. so honest about it. Like yeah, I did. So and my butt was not what I wanted to be, and so I got the money for it and I fixed it up. <laughs> it looks so good. I'm over here like, girl. It does. It really well, does. I'm like, who's the doctor? Because whenever I'm ready, I might need to get you know little stuff added to the top. <laughs> I've always hated the way my butt is like. What? <laughs> okay, so like my butt, right? It's like there's a scoop at the bottom, right? There's a little scoop, like oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. So like, I guess it would be considered an ass because people have told me that I have an ass. Before. You do, right? But I wanted to come out from my back at the top. The oh, way okay. Does. And mine does not. And I don't know how many like do- donkey kicks, how many butt donkey kickers. <laughs> I don't know like how many fire hydrants is really uh, going to get my ass to plump up at the top like I needed yeah. to. Okay. I'm just okay. Keep trying, right? And then I feel maybe like three to four years from now. Mm hmm. 
if it's not popping out at the from my back like I want it to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're gonna you're then, gonna and I'm gonna just I'm gonna figure time. out by that time I should be then figured out who Summer Walker's doctor was. You know what I'm yes, saying? You will be. Okay, and then okay. I can go be like, I just need you to add two little units at the top right here, <laughs> just right here. I just need it to bloop right there. I need it to come from my back and it be a curve that comes out like bloop, boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, everyone you know has their thing. I mean, I think your your butt looks phenomenal, but you know, if that's what you want, girl, you go right ahead and do it. I just feel um, like it's so connected to my back. It just needs to be a separate entity, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that comes with a lot of back pains, you know? But by all means, mm-hmm. by all mm-hmm. means, fig- let's figure out who Summer Walker's doctor is. And, you know, maybe uh-huh. we can get a little scoopity scoop up top. Right. And I'm I'm a chiropractor. So, you know, I can just... You can always... Just, uh, true. Right. True. You can get it adjusted right. when you need to. You're right. Right. You're right about that. It's okay. I just need a little bit added to the top so it kind of separates from my back. Okay. I feel like somebody out there feels me. I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's a lot of people that want that. Like, I'm positive, mm-hmm. 100% positive that there's women out there that are like men and women that definitely want the, you know, let me sit a cup on it booty. Yeah, and it's like I don't need it to come out that far. Yeah. I just need a little. I really just needed to be able to match with the scoop at the bottom. You okay, know what I'm saying? You. Like my butt is okay. not a round, but it's more like a teardrop. Like, mm, okay, so you want? You know what I'm saying? More, like what? it's there, a little bit more, round. and it's there at the bottom. But I needed to be round all the way through. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, guys, if you know anyone or know Summer Walker's doctor, please send it to us at becomingshelive at gmail dot com. Let us know. Naomi Osaka, I think I said her last name right. Um, good. It's given up her U.S. citizenship to represent Japan in the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. So um, mm-hmm. she obviously has been playing tennis for the U.S. Mm-hmm. But I that mm-hmm. she's going to go and represent her birth country. Which, you know what? I love it. I mean, that's where you were born. That's what you're like. That's your culture. If you want to go back and do that, like, I think that she's getting some people are like, mm, kind of like, obviously, there's always going to be the haters or there's going to be people who have like their fucking opinions that don't really matter. But I respect her decision. Right. So shout out to you, Naomi. Shout out to yeah, you. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Uh, I don't feel any way regardless because I'm rooting for everybody black. I mean, black Frenchmen, black Russians black japanese people like i don't care what country you're representing because the u.s doesn't give a fuck about black people anyway so Mm. do you sis if you want to represent your country then do that and if you want to show other black children in japan from japan of japanese descent like that you too can be a representation of this like because this is something that we haven't discussed, but it's not a secret that Asia has a colorism. Oh yeah, um, definitely not a secret. Complex as well, right? It's more so like if you're Asian, you have to be this fair skin. Same kind of thing as like Lat- the thing that Lat- Latinx people are going through right yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to be this set skin tone, right? Yeah. This fair, or you're not considered Japanese. Like, remember a couple years ago, the woman who won, what was it that she won? She was Miss Jap, Miss Japan. Okay. For like Miss World or for Miss USA or something, whatever it was. She won Miss Japan, and Japan was up in arms about it because she was a black Japanese woman. 
So stupid. Right. And it, it's so stupid, but oh yeah, in reality, the they were like, yeah. you can't represent us or whatever, yeah. whatever they were saying. I saw that. And it says that she um says that discrimination gives her extra motivation. Right. Right. And it gave her extra motivation. So honestly, I don't feel any type of way about her deciding to represent yeah. her birth country and in it's her the first Olympics. Olympics. It's her first Olympics. It's her first Olympics. And it might just and honestly, it might just be something she does this one time and then after that she'll go to the States. I mean, I don't know, you know, how her managers and everything, how yeah. they have things planned out or worked out. But also at the same time, I feel like the US has enough heavy hitters that it's okay for us to lend Japan one of ours. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And she's like, had, she has dual citizen citizenship here. Right. In Japan. So why can't she represent her yeah. other country that she has citizenship exactly. for. Really, I feel like the people that are most upset about it are white. A lot of people do this, though. Like, if you look at, um, there's a lot of, like, Olympians that they go and play for their, like, home country, even if they I are in the U.S. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, like, I'm sure we can f I can find an article about, like, the names of them, but I know for a fact mm -hmm. that I've seen this before where someone maybe has played basketball, but they play basketball for their home country, like, or they swim for their, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't. So think it's, it's not heard of. It's only a big deal a because problem. it's a black woman. Yeah, her huge, her huge, her huge. Um, Boeing and Porsche are collaborating to develop the first flying electric car, and I'm sure oh. it's going to be billions and billions of dollars. And the Jetsons, yes, the Jetsons form travel to life. Um, it's it looks pretty cool. I've, the picture that I'm looking at, this is going to be the actual car. Seems pretty cool. I would love to see this thing flying around. But then again, I'm kind of like eerie about it because, you know, really and truly, it would be interesting to see it come to fruition, to be honest. I feel like just based off of the way that society likes to go and societal trends, people automatically are up in arms about something that's new yes. and different. And people are like, mm, I'm skeptical. I don't think this is going to work. And da, 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 da. But then the way that things have played out historically, when you introduce a new idea, there are the people who are early adapters and then people who kind of follow the trend. And then there's different groups. There's names for them. I'm pretty sure people out there know the different names of the groups. But there's like a first group that comes and they are the people that wait outside and camp out for iPhones, right? Yeah. Those are those people that need to have the newest and the greatest of whatever. And then you have another set of people who kind of say, okay, well, y'all done figured out the kinks. Let's go, you know, let's go ahead and I, I buy it. I buy it. I see a couple people like it. And I'm that person. Yeah. I'm that person after you've worked out the kinks, after I see that it semi works or it's semi a good thing then i'll join it as you put it. <laughs> there's another set of people that after it's like proven then they're like yes i'm with it yeah. you know i'm more so like a couple people have told me it's good i'm gonna try it out for myself yeah more than i see it flying in the streets and did it out but i'm very interested to see yeah no yeah i'm not the first one i'm not mm -mm. but i'm interested to see how they're gonna regulate air travel that's what i'm saying like how are you gonna like speed limit are the planes now gonna be flying exactly. and catching us like and it's like am i gonna be in traffic right because this is what i imagine myself doing and this is what i need this car to do for me i need to be in traffic right mm -hmm. and then be like mm, fuck this shit i'm not really with it and then hit like air control on bitch and then like the Lift wheels up turn and, shit. and all of a sudden yeah. i levitate from the spot that i am and then i could just take off yeah 
above everybody else like fuck y'all bitches i'm gonna get there on time but if you're gonna be a law like, like no texting and flying in place like i need to know yeah i'm really interested and then like can i get play like will i does that mean i'll get everywhere on time now that's a fact yeah that what what's the speed limit what's the like what's the max you know like, does it go i mean i'm still gonna leave the house late yes you but are. if i'm flying late, no matter what it so don't matter time. ain't no traffic you're gonna be late regardless so there's not really <laughs> i don't think there's anything that can fix that problem but will the car let you fly when you are late that's the question yeah those are good questions we need answers <laughs> yeah this is a conversation about like where art imitates life really i think in reality life in, imitates art but maybe that's too deep for this podcast we can go to the next t yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that another time um lastly our girl riri is coming out with a nice little book i'm excited for Rihanna I book mine. I ordered mine. Ordered bitch. yours. One hundred and fifty dollars. What's the table saying, motherfucker? What's up? Okay, it is there. The main one is the hardcover book. She also had um, three additional, the limited edition. Yeah, ones, those right? were much yeah. more expensive. But the hardcover book, it's like five hundred and four pages. It's a lot of image. It's like over a thousand mm-hmm. images of her. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, good. it's a nice size book. I, I kind of need to get mine. I need to pre-order mine already, but I haven't yet. You better before it's all I out. Know, I know. I'm like, okay, okay. Let me just go ahead and put this card in and, you know, my little I deserve moment. <laughs> yeah, I really had to convince. I mean, not that I had to convince myself. It's Rihanna, no, it's so no I bought it. But yeah. <laughs> there was no convincing. I bought it. Uh, I ordered mine. It'll be here whenever they released you know i'm a i'm a pre-order type of girl though if something comes out and i want it i'm just gonna pre-order it because i i gotta have it um as far as this book i need it i've picked out the perfect table that my book will sit be on. presented I on love it. I'm I love it. my apartment yes i am very excited and i also i didn't get the first i got one of the limited edition books um oh okay, i didn't really care for the way that the normal cover looked oh okay yeah i looked at the normal cover and i was like mm, that's cute but like mm, i don't really but the, i think also it would have kind of thrown off the theme of my house and that's important <laughs> the feng shui <laughs> very important my feng shui is very important and like the front of the book is like a hot pink or something isn't it yeah Everybody it's like a hot pink grinding like, with her face yeah i didn't like it okay i didn't like it and you know i don't like the color pink anyway so that immediately was like mm, that was that. i love the color pink. yeah that's funny the one that i got you love pink I and i hate it i do i love and blush really and truly like that color you do pink it's like my favorite but so if anybody was wondering why our theme for yes <laughs> for our i'm like um, this is what i like everything so. is like pink or blush anything pink yeah and i love it's the color red. red too it's so funny but yeah blush is definitely and i hate red i hate the color red i hate the color guys pink. you see how we just don't agree <laughs> which one did you get though I got the um, one for 150 No, it's normal 150 mm-hmm. The one for 175 Okay, gotcha. 
with the stand. I wasn't going up to five the five hundred. What's the next one up? Like five yeah, fifty like or five something. Some shit that I was not finna spend, bitch. That's more than my car knows. Yeah, it's expensive. Fifty you know fifty five hundred for the luxury supreme, and she sold them. The next tier up was fifty five hundred after the one oh, that you got. After the one yeah, that you got, 50, but, that's more. That's more than a couple months rent. I'm, okay. And sis was like, "Look, my fans have ADD. They do not want to read no motherfucking book. Hell no." <laughs> Thank you. Me. I definitely will not. I'm so glad you know us, sis. Yeah. I mean, I would probably get the book just to have it, but I'm not reading it, to be honest. I would read it eventually. I mean, it would take me months. I would buy it, but I'm a book. I'm a person that buys books and doesn't read them till later. That's me. Like, I stockpile books. And that's great. That's great. But I don't know if that's a good or, or bad thing, but I will see a book and be like, oh, I got to get that. If somebody mentions a book to me, by the way, send your book suggestions to becomingshelive at gmail.com. Also, send them to our Instagram at becomingshe underscore. Um, but if somebody gives me a suggestion of a book, I'll just buy it. Like, I'll be like, okay, Amazon, order. And then it'll come and I won't read it for like a year. But I have it. So when I'm ready to. That's good. A little treasure box. Good and bad. When I have some time, I'll actually sit down and read. I think that's bad. I feel like you know not i mean you can't get to every single book like right when you get it you're right like sometimes you're it's right. like you want to you see something that catches your eye like a title or something like that and you're like hmm this seems interesting but life happens but then you come back mm-hmm. and you're like dang i'm so glad i got this book let me read it you are so right so maybe that is a good thing that i'm doing because it's like you also I, up your your library you know Right. And that's what I was about to say. I said, really, it's also um, part of my master plan. <laughs> Girl, my <laughs> master plan to have a library in my home. Well, there you go. <laughs> now you have all these dang books. I know, right? What is your so, tea, girl? I haven't been heavily in the Twitter streets, but I think I might have a thing or two. Oh, this is the most cute thing ever. So I'm about to send it to you. So Issa Rae is now the voice of like Google Home in some weird way. And her nephew now thinks that she knows everything. And I think that is the most so precious. That is so precious. She tweeted it and was like, my nephew thinks I know everything now. (laughs) I think that is the cutest thing ever. I'm really excited about um that now i want to killing it i love her i know she's just really getting to it yeah then i'm sending you another thing which is not even tea because you know my tea is never really real tea it's always just like (laughs) oh shit that kavori saw so anyway (laughs) (laughs) so there's this boy i think he has like a youtube channel or something Mm -hmm. i don't know don't get me wrong his name is donnie Donnie was trying to fry some motherfucking frozen tater tots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Donnie sounds like we're gonna put we need to put the link to this tweet in the description because this oh shit is so funny. And the funniest God. part to me was while he was doing it, I think he was calling out to I'm assuming this <gasps> is like his sister or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, first of all, he was so nervous. He walked in all sorts of frazzle. Like, what the fuck are you doing, nigga? She's like, what the fuck? He was always like, before he did it, though, he was like, oh shit. Oh Oh, shit. He was getting ready to drop the tater tots. What do you think was going to happen? 
he has electric stove and he had he had to have put the the eye all the way on had to which is a no-no when you're cooking on electric stove just no just why are you cooking it on high anyways like you get the grease to warm up but you don't gotta like i would be shook i'd be like oh my god i'm about to burn my house down holy shit okay well donnie don't eat food from donnie y'all he gonna kill y'all not even don't eat food from Donnie. Don't let Donnie don't in the kitchen. Don't let Donnie in the kitchen at all. Donnie don't cook. Bro, that is it. And then he picked up the boiling over um, Put it in the grease, sink. picked it up, Jesus. and poured it into the sink, which he just Jesus clogged take the whole wheel. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> he took water and poured it on top of the electric eye. And the flame just went insane. And Maya comes around the corner and is like, Donnie, you're not supposed to put he water on it. Up. <laughs> He's already two steps. Donnie Hell is like yeah. right down the whole house. So, okay, that's that. A uh, couple more things. G. Erbo. Oh, I can't say it. Fuck. Keep that in there too because he deserves to know nobody can say this shit. G. Erbo's um girlfriend got him a chain and yeah. like a chain to add to his collection with a picture of his crying. grandma in he it and yeah. he's like crying real tears which i was like oh that's so beautiful a little bit later mm-hmm. like a couple days later um his Ari. baby mama must have posted yeah she posted this did you, you hear about keep that? going but yeah i saw that she had posted something like because i guess they had their kid around him her or something you don't like that yeah so i didn't see the video but i was following on twitter so basically her and grbo mm-hmm. have a kid together and the girlfriend or the baby mama does not want the kid around the girlfriend i think he reason. cheated on her with that woman and that's why she doesn't yeah i think oh, i think i heard that i read that somewhere that but i think she i think he cheated on her with the, his current girlfriend. Oh, no, I can be speculating. I feel like I read that somewhere sense. for sure. I read it. No, but that, that yeah, definitely makes more sense. A lot about that situation. So, yeah, because on Twitter, they were really just having a conversation. Some people, there were two sides of it. Some people were like, well, she's just mad because she's not with him anymore. And now he got a new mm-hmm. girlfriend and he's happy or whatever. I saw some people that um, were saying that G. Erbo's last relationship mm-hmm. was really toxic. And ever since he got in a relationship with this girl that he's with now, he hasn't stopped smiling. And um, he's been the happiest they've ever seen him. So that is nice as well. I don't know the yeah. you know the downside or the bottom line of it. And I don't have kids, so I don't really have a solid opinion on it. I mean, I feel like it's beautiful that he's happy and, you know, whatever. But also at the same time, I think if I had a child, I think if I had a child and my baby daddy cheated on me with another woman and she knew that we were together and it wasn't like an amicable situation where she was like, oh my God, he lied to me and I never knew or something. And she was like, yeah, bitch, I got your man because that's kind of how bitches are sometimes. If she's one of those, I think that I would be just as bitter as she is. So people are calling her bitter because of it and I feel like I would be just as bitter. I'd be like, bitch, no. Fuck that. In the agreement, we both said that she was not going to be around our child, so... 
right because yeah. she don't have no but morals, I think that, and I don't want that my child to like, like that whatever that the situation is between them because we obviously only know what they care or what people tell us or whatever right. but what it seems care. like if she is upset and bitter about the situation rather than like rather than like her going on twitter i feel like that's the only way i feel like for right now maybe that's the only way for her to get to him because maybe he's not responding to her messages because i always wonder like mm-hmm. why go to twitter with all your drama or why to go to instagram but i think like something he may not be like responding to her and so she's like fuck it i'm gonna go out there and you know while out on twitter or whatever but i don't know a lot that whole thing right. is just toxic honestly He's going off about something every yeah, other, like I mean, whatever. Because I mean, like he clearly doesn't respect that the chief's like, "Don't bring my child around that girl." Because he he's done it multiple times. Like this is not the first time that she's gone. Yeah. And I don't know who either one of these people. I don't know. Who does. Oh, it's not the first time that she's no, going on a no, it's not the it? first time. Like this is like she's done. Like I've seen their names pop up on like the shade room or whatever, like multiple times. And it's like arguments or there's like in the windows, like little like petty like digs at one another through like their instagram stories or whatever the case may be like i've seen her do that multiple times so i'm not sure like what the situation or what the severity of it is but they're definitely on the same page that's unfortunate for them and the child honestly you know long story short for this situation just be very careful okay to procreate with because people love to have sex sex is an amazing thing but people love to have sex Mm -hmm. with just anybody and they love to, um, you know, create situations for themselves that, granted, in the time, it probably, at the time, it probably was like, oh, we love this, but I think people should look at the bigger picture of things. You know, if you guys are in a toxic situation, don't bring a baby into it. Exactly. Because it was probably toxic before. Let's be real. It, it, it was definitely. Things don't turn toxic overnight. Like Things don't turn toxic all of a sudden. They've always had traits that you've just ignored and you maybe not with her yes. situation, but some people think that a baby's gonna solve things and it doesn't. It makes it worse. It never does. It just like so it literally just elevates and escalates whatever's going on. Same thing with marriage, because we were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Like some people will be like, Oh, we're gonna get married. I thought it was gonna be different. Like yeah. after we got married, it's like, no, girl, he was an ain't shit nigga before y'all got married just because the rings on it is gonna make ain't shit while y'all together worse. If the nigga is dirty and trifling and doesn't take his garbage out while y'all are dating, he's going to be even more dirty, even more trifling, and he'll take even less garbage exactly. out when y'all are together. So, exactly. You know. For the last little bit of my tea, I saved it for last because I know this is going to be a discussion, a bit of a discussion, because I know how you feel about the Kardashians and the Kardashian West clan. Um, but your boy Kanye <laughs> is yet again being a coon. Yet again, practicing in all the coonery that he possibly fucking can. So he had a uh, one of another one of his Sunday services in Salt Lake City, Utah, last week. And this is just a direct quote from him on the tweet. Uh, it was posted by Giovanni Cavett, so a uh, G I O V A N N I C A V E T T. And this video looks like it was taken there. Um, I don't know if he recorded it or not. That's irrelevant. But the quote says The Republican Party's freed the slaves. You black, so you can't like Trump. I ain't never made a decision based off of my color. That's a form of slavery, mental slavery. 
I personally feel that someone should introduce Kanye to Google. Kanye needs to shut the fuck up. That's okay. what Kanye needs okay. to do. At this point in time, <laughs> the coonery is real and it's like, stop, just stop. I mean, like, of course, we're all entitled to our opinions and, you know, freedom of speech and whatever, but like, you are literally detrimental. Like, the things he says, it's just like, ugh. You know, if you were making music, it'd be one thing. Make your music, shut the fuck up. Great. But you're making music and you're talking. That's the problem. Stop talking. Just stop talking. Just make your music. Be creative and stop talking. And I'm sure Chris Jenner was like, yo, your husband's doing it again. He's speaking again. Get him. Kim, get him. And it's just like, what can she do? Like, I'm sure she's told him, like, babe, shut the fuck up. Stop talking. Like, you don't have to tell everybody your thoughts. Like, sometimes you can keep your thoughts to yourselves. It's okay. I feel like she hasn't told him to shut the I fuck think up. she has. I feel like if she's told Kanye to shut the fuck up, that he would. No, he wouldn't. What? Kanye worships the ground that will walk Jay-Z, his best friend, has told him things, and the nigga don't shut the fuck up. So, it doesn't matter who. Kanye is going to speak out of turn because he feels like, at the end of the day, it's freedom of speech, and I can say what the fuck I want to say. He does not listen to anyone. The man does not listen to, does not care nor listen to anyone. I mean, that's accurate. That is, I mean, there's nothing else to it. Like he literally said, like he made some more statements about how, um, basically if something were to happen again with slavery, just don't stand in the same space. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why are you speaking? Make your music. Just make your music. Sell your CD. People are going to buy it probably. But at this point in time, like you're like, just stop you're doing too much you've done enough actually you've done more than enough like you're, you've done the most for a, lo- a very long time and people are still like oh you know maybe it's because of his mom and the trauma and this but it's just like how long can you give this man an excuse for being a fucking uncle tom let me tell you about how i feel because immediately after this, it was announced that Kanye was going to be welcomed onto Howard University's campus for these same antics. And I'm just sick of us as black people. Like, I'm not saying that we have to haul off and cancel somebody like everybody is doing. But I genuinely feel that some people, regardless of their status, should not be allowed in sacred spaces. Well, not until they're in the right head. And I will say that if you look at a picture, if you look at a picture of um, his performance at Howard's campus, it really is not as many people as it makes it look. Like the picture, the videos make it seem like it's like a whole bunch of people, but it's literally like. On a great, like if you look at like a from a wide angle of it, it's like maybe a hundred people. In showing up to that, and that's probably the black community <laughs> knows. And people at an HBCU's campus know even better and even more than we do. Yeah, like you can't come up here and think that it's about to come out. Like, oh my gosh, Bryce Howard is always celebrity on campus. Try Howard. Again. Thank you. Right, like where all the celebrities, celebrities graduated like, from college. Taraji, Diddy, and like so many other more. Yeah, so you're not impressing anyone by coming down there and playing Playing your little songs. songs. If anything, you're making people not want to be around you. Like, who wants to be around that? Who wants to? That's toxic. Perplexing to me is that 
society and black people a large group of us are so brainwashed by the idea of god and i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast or if this was a separate conversation that we had but they're so brainwashed by the Mm -hmm. concept or of religion that it's Mm-hmm. It's sickening to me because you allow somebody like this to get up and speak to the masses, whether the masses is 100 people, 2,000, 30,000, it doesn't matter. You're allowing someone to have a platform, creating and allowing this person to have a platform to just talk nonsense. And it's with the like, like he's talking nonsense with the likeness of God, but not really. Like God is not, my God is not in that place. I'm gonna tell you that right now. He didn't show up. I think that's using your discernment too, to know that like your God is not into that place. You know, like some people, I feel like you're right. They're so brainwashed into the whole religion aspect. Do you know God? Like who is the yeah. God that you like? You know what I mean? Like that's a bigger that's question. Also that's a people, question, it's like those those are the like, same type of people that feel that the pastor can do no wrong so like for example let's talk about my experience as the church home that i grew up in um this is i haven't talked Mm -hmm. about this on the podcast but the church home that i grew up in most of my um formative years the um the pastor Mm -hmm. i was very very involved in their church i did a lot we spent a lot of time in the church throughout middle school and high school and um when i left to go to college the whole church kind of went to shit not that i was the end all be all but around that time period that's when it happened and um the pastor actually so the the first lady she was in stage is it stage three is the last stage or stage four stage four okay she was in stage three or four breast cancer Mm-hmm. And our pastor at the time cheated on his wife mm-hmm. while she was going through her breast cancer struggles, while she was fighting for her life. So they got a divorce. Um, and like right when it happened, around that time when it happened, or maybe actually like a little before, he had just moved to like a larger church home, like a mega okay. church. Because when I first started, it was a smaller church like a medium size right like a mid-sized yeah. church and then it got more and more busy more and more popular we had more services and then we switched to a different church home because we needed something larger so we switched to a mega church got it built and everything yeah. at this point in time the church is no longer in existence it actually they filed for bankruptcy it's closed down i'm sure the campus is still there Damn, and the plans that they had to build out the church in all the land that they purchased never happened. And but there are still people that now he has a new church, right? A new church, a new name, a new wife, and people still go to this church, like, people still follow this man after all of this mess. And that that mindset is the same mindset that these people that are blindly blindly following uh, that mindset is the same mindset that's shared among these people that are blindly following Kanye yeah 
it's just like no matter what he does he can do no wrong and it's only because he's mentioning god i mean some people follow kanye just because kanye but i, but I don't think it's just because of the whole god purpose. Yeah. i think people yeah, love kanye, like, kanye people love kanye because it's kanye but i feel like he knows he's he's playing on that he knows that those certain people have that mentality and they might not allow you in the space as kanye just by yourself right but they're mm-hmm. gonna allow you in the space as kanye with the with the choir that sings about god and changes r&b songs to something that sounds you know that sounds religious you know what i mean yeah. they'll allow you in that space and i feel like he knows that because we as we all know kanye is very smart and i think he knows that and he's taking advantage of that and that's not fair i can definitely agree with that to some extent i think that people do follow kanye because he's kanye and I think that him using his platform to have a Sunday service as far as like acquired, do what you want to do. You want, you like, he's a, he's a musician. He wants to create fine. But like when you get into the whole preaching aspect, like you are somewhat like you've been, like you've been to that, some, like, someone's school, someone's yeah, like, school. That to me is where you draw the line. And that to yeah. me is, that's why I think it's really important for people who are following his every move to understand that like you are, whatever your background is, whatever you spiritually, however spiritually grounded you are, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're not letting him influence that part of you. The music aspect, if you want to listen to the music, go right ahead. Right. But the, the, the preaching aspect, if he's, a, if he's the biggest influential person that you, you know in the spiritual realm, that to me is an issue. To, there's so many people out there. And if that's the person that you're going to for like, your your needs and your wants to get to connect with god and things like that i don't know about that i'm just not i'm not i don't know shut the fuck up kanye that's, it. <laughs> that's all i got to say shut up stop talking sing if you want to do a travis green song on a faith evans you know background music whatever go right ahead do that mix it up okay Stick to what you know. You don't know anything about that, the, the spiritual realm as far as like, let me preach the word and let me make sure you got, in your political views, I really hate to say this, his political views are whatever he wants to believe. If he believes that Trump is someone that like connects with him more, like Jesus, I'm, I'm closing my eyes because I got to make sure that I'm, whew, mm, if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. But that does not mean that you now use your platform to collect and gain and influence the masses to believe what you're saying because your wife doesn't even believe in what you're saying i feel like the whole other topic she does because she's there every sunday she's there supporting him every sunday because she's his wife i would support my husband but like i wouldn't but i don't think the words that he says i don't think she believes in the words that he says like kim is definitely like someone who has a very different like outlook when it comes to politics and things like that but i think she supports her husband which is what a lot of women do like they just sit there and they say you know what like fuck here he is again doing the same shit now i don't think i pray all the blessings to their marriage if it lasts for 30 plus years go right ahead but I don't think that it will because I think that like at some point in time, you're going to get fed up. She's going to get fed up, you know, because at the end of the day, she's someone who cares about image. Let's be real. She's someone who cares about her image too and her husband's image. And so like, if he's going out there and just spewing out things that like don't make sense, eventually she's going to be fed up. You, you can't control everything this man says. I don't think she's responsible for doing damage control. I don't think she's even trying to do damage control for anything that he says. 
I think that at one point she was. I think at this point in time, she's kind of just like, you know what? When did she ever whatever. say anything in opposition to his Sunday services? She said something? Because I don't think this, but I don't think the Sunday service, like when the Sunday services first started, he wasn't pre- doing the things that he's doing now as far as like the preaching part of it and like the, the let me talk about the, like the politics part of it. He wasn't doing all that. He was literally just making music and having music portraying out there to the masses. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, now he's reaching to, he's crossed the blue line. And so I don't think she's ever had to like. When did she disagree with him though? Has she ever about disagreed with him? She definitely anything? disagreed with him before about all. Like she's even like if you look, you don't watch the show, but like on uh-huh. the show when they have like talked about it, she's like, you know, I don't agree with everything that he says, and we do have conversations. Uh-huh. She's made that okay. very clear. Yeah, she's definitely said that multiple times. But okay. at the same time, it's like Kanye is a whole human being who's going to say right. what he wants to say regardless. You know, even if she says like, "Babe, stop!" Like you know, like when we had discussions if we don't agree on something it's like okay well that's your opinion and this is my opinion so mm-hmm. you know and i think that's where they are but i don't think she's ever had to do damage control on sunday service because sunday service wasn't this this has now blown up into something more to mm-hmm. me but that's I, just i also don't understand yeah. why she wouldn't be able to pick up on that yeah you know what i'm saying like that's your husband and i don't know this man personally at all but i'm able to pick up on the fact that he started off this way but that was not his end goal because kanye doesn't start off anything small he doesn't start off anything no he doesn't go to (laughs) and knowing the way his mind works he always goes into something with the end goal in mind because mm-hmm. he's a forward thinker so he yeah. thinks ultimately i'm gonna be a preacher and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and then he's right now what we're seeing is the steps to that or whatever the case may be i'm yeah. not saying that was what he said but say he was like ultimately i want to lead a flock of people to this or i'm gonna start a cult or i'm gonna do this or that whatever his goal is he's just working towards that and that's what we see so for me it's kind of hard to I don't want to say believe but it's hard for me to buy into the idea that she just thought that this was all innocent and then all of a sudden it wasn't mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like yeah it's and it's not saying that that she knew that this was going to happen or whatever but i'm like if, if she didn't know how much are you ignoring about this man that you didn't think that he would have yeah a bigger idea? and i don't think that i mean i think that when like i agree i think to some extent she you have to know you have to pay attention right like that's just common sense but i also think that like kanye is so forward thinking that it's easy for you to miss like a step you know what i mean you're right especially like he's so to be swindled by yes like if you're like super easy like to be swindled or gullible or whatever like Mm. kanye is the kind of person that like will talk to you and it's so it's kind of like it may be easy for you to be like wait i don't did i catch wait what hold on i feel like i did i lost something you know what i mean like Mm. because that's how his mind works he works in like a very like in-depth kind of way not saying that like you know we wouldn't be able to see it like obviously we're smart enough to say like that's not my job my god (laughs) i'm not about to sit there and pretend like it is but like there's a lot of people who love kanye so much that they don't even see like the the caliber of where he's trying to like move this thing into you know right 
And so they go to Sunday service and they love his music, which his music, the music is great, but does not mean that like, you now have to sell your soul to participate in anything that he's doing. Right. I don't like that she has to. No, no, I'm not saying about Kim. I'm talking about just in general people, you know, like, I think that like a lot of people love his music, but you're right like i think he's definitely lost a lot of people like uh, uh, he's definitely lost a lot of followers because of his antics that's the problem if he just shut the fuck up and perform some music i don't know if he wouldn't have said i think like at this point in time he's too far gone but like when he went on tmz and started saying all that stuff like slavery was a choice and things like that i think that's what really fucked him up if he wouldn't have said anything and just made some music Mm -hmm. and just shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it all stems down to not talking i don't know yeah i don't know I don't think Kanye's capable of not talking. No, 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 he's definitely not. And I think that like people give the trauma that he's gone through an excuse for him to just say all these things. And that's not, that's not an excuse. It's not. Um, Okay. I know we've been talking about tea for a minute, but um, there's one last special thing we forgot to mention. Simone Biles is now the most decorated gymnast. Yeah. She has two um, world. Mm-hmm. And she has two five world medals. She has two moves named after her. Really? Yes. I know the the one off the oh yeah the dismount and then the floor move that she does. Yep. So it's like the Simone Biles and the Simone Biles two or something like that. I can't remember, but they're named after her. Cause ain't it's nobody like, else capable of doing that. Shit. Okay, you better fuck it up, sis. Better fuck it up. Fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> girl i'm so proud i can't even right she's a beast i mean like literally physics was found dead period gymnastics found dead all of period it. found dead nothing else to say Mm-mm. okay so let's get into the scoop for this week realize i do have to change i have to change Yep, and the scoop is going to probably be real quick because I feel like we got really in-depth in our Very, (laughs) very, very Um, But we wanted to kind of talk about the word fast, right? Right. And our childhood, you know, I feel like so many times people would say growing up, like, stop being so fast, like, you know, and I never knew what that meant until, like, maybe middle school or something like that. Right. Because... Like, I didn't realize, like, the sexual innuendos behind that word. Because to me, like, fast, like, what are you talking about fast? Like, I'm just talking to this person or I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. wearing this skirt because I like this skirt. And I feel like parents don't really explain, not all parents, but I feel like sometimes parents don't really explain or communicate very well, like, what they mean by certain things. And so it leads you to kind of come up with your own definition. And your definition may be completely wrong, but if you don't get it explained to you it's kind of like where are you going you know i feel like we don't need to explain the word fast i feel like we should just eliminate it true i agree i agree it's derogatory it's derogatory and it's only used when describing black children yes black little girls black little girls if you like the thing too is like you grow up and maybe you are a little bit curvier than your counterpart suits and maybe you do have a little bit more hips or a little bit more dance moves or whatever the case may be and that's considered fast when susan's just walking around this world 
doing the same thing that you do and it's it's funny or it's cute or it's oh my gosh he's just you know being a child like why do we have to over like sexualize little girls but it's like black girls i'm sorry yeah little black girls but then even beyond that right so if it were oh you like little boys am i not supposed to am i supposed to grow up and not be attracted to anyone which there's nothing wrong with people who that does happen to because that's a thing but am i not supposed to like little boys i'm 10 right my hormones are changing like my what's happening changing <laughs> you went through the same thing when you turned 11 12 or 13 and you saw the little yep. boys in your class that you were attracted to or whatever the case may be or even beyond that it places this it places a stereotype on a girl or mm-hmm. placing them in a box that i don't feel like they should belong in but unfortunately some women hear that as little girls and it becomes a part of their identity in a sense yeah because there are a lot of girls that i know it's like oh you fast she a fast little girl she fast and then when she grows up and she gets to high school then now she's promiscuous or she's a thigh Mm -hmm. is that and the other but she's hurt fast all of her entire life she's hurt fast all her entire life and it has become she's hurt it so much that it's become a part of her narrative is or her narrative Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't who she was to begin with right say she just wanted to play with the boys because she knew the boys played rough and she liked to play rough too you know what i'm saying but then she's four years old and she's playing with the boys and that's a thing that little girls don't do what you're playing with the boys like that the the idea of really i think all of this stems to gender roles okay i feel like this all stems to the fucked up idea of gender role of gender roles right mm-hmm. okay follow me so yeah let's say let, let's go into that one yeah because i know it's gonna be a little let's go on a trip guys all right so you're in a home right a husband and a wife and the husband's supposed to cut the grass take out the trash do outdoor things and the woman's supposed to make sure the house stays clean that in itself is archaic mm-hmm. um that's another conversation for later but that's what society has deemed acceptable right so if anybody falls outside of that say a man wants to get his toes and feet done every two weeks now mm-hmm. people are questioning if you're attracted to men because you just want to not have crusty ass toes and exactly you know simple things like that so you could be a little girl because i was that little girl no one ever really called me fast i was called (laughs) were you oh we need to talk about that i was never the one that was called fast but i was always the one that had to keep other people from being fast Mm, so okay i was the little girl that it was like well we know she a blocker so who if Kavori which I straight oh my god I ain't gonna be doing nothing going on to this motherfucker but playing if she in the room you know but um I was that kid that was always responsible for someone else not doing something right Mm-hmm. and that in itself is a thing that we should discuss because why do you automatic why do I have to be the one responsible why do I have to be the adult in this situation or whatever the case may be to keep 
children from playing with each other's private parts or whatever the case may be but also i feel that fast is a label that people place on little girls who feel like as a kid there's a they try to keep it's like little boys and little girls can play together up until they start to discover that they're different in some way Mm -hmm. so like oh once you hit about four or five now the boys sit over here and the girls sit over there when it's before we were all people yeah we're just playing you get what i'm saying so then they create this separation between little boys and little girls and then if a little girl wants to go play with the little boys because those were her friends now she's fast when in reality she just wants to play but i think what how do you what do you how do you feel about that because i don't know if i no i think i understand where you're going but i also Mm -hmm. think that when you deem a little black girl fast you're taking away her innocence like you're you're saying you that she's are. Not now she's looked at as a 13 year old yes because she's acting too grown when in reality she just wants to play with the boys like i myself grew up a tomboy i like being around my brother and his friends i like mm-hmm. being around boys i like playing you know sports and things like that and that wasn't me being fast it was just me those were the people that I connected with because the little girls maybe want to play with Barbies all day. Maybe right. I want to play with Barbies all day. That's not me, you know, or, you know, maybe I'm a little bit curvier. Like, I obviously, I told you I grew up in a very predominantly white area. Oh, so and that's I'm a conversation, a too, though, because yeah, some little girls you grow up around the little girls. Yeah, that don't look like you and don't have the same body shape as you. So when I wear a skirt, you know, or whatever, it may be a little bit shorter because my butt's a little bit bigger. So it's hiked up in the back. And now I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking like I'm being fast when in reality, like, this is just how my body's shaped. I'm not trying to go out there and walk in front of grown men and, you know, things I like that. I never put that on grown men's lap or did anything that was deemed sexual in front of grown men or anything like that right. but like, you look at your your counterparts and they get to wear these itty bitty baby doll dresses or skirts or mm-hmm. you know and you might understand why you can't wear it yeah and it, it, it carries on to you into the future because now like I go to work and I'm not wearing high-waisted pants because to me by wearing high-waisted pants I'm showing off my figure and like mm-hmm. it's like you've been preconditioned when you were younger like that by doing that you were just being you were being too sexual when in reality you just you have a good shape you can't help it you got a good shape like i can't help that i was born with a fucking bomb ass shape okay so out of me like i remember growing up and like if i wanted to wear a skirt my tab would make me twirl and if i twirled and it was too short to him he'd be like nope take it off and it's like what do you want me to do like my body is something that i was born with like you guys like my family i have a lot of women in my family that are a lot curvier so like yeah maybe the curves you know fell into my my thighs and my butt but that's not on me like you can't punish me i feel like for having different body types for my counterparts because so the skirt revealing like no, when you imagine like just a regular skirt like not saying okay yes it was it was above the knees but like when you've seen it like you have a different body type from me, right? So right. say like I wear a certain pair of jeans and you wear the same jeans, we're not going to look the same. And that's not a negative thing. It's just that it's going to show differently on our bodies. So imagine growing up with a bunch of um, white girls and their bodies, they don't have curves, right? Some of them don't have curves, right. some of them just straight down. So wearing a pencil skirt, it's fine for them. Mm-hmm. Me wearing a pencil skirt, my butt is going to definitely poke out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So you automatically get into this box of okay, 
that's too sexual. She's being too grown. She's only 13. Why is she wearing that? But at the same time, it's like, I'm just wearing a skirt. And you take away that innocence from that child because now I think that something's wrong with me for having a certain body image. When in reality, I'm just trying to wear what my counterparts wear. You know what? That is so true. That is so true because... Think about like sexual violations that she did. Because for me, I was taller than everybody else. I was okay. never, I didn't get shapely until I got to college and started gaining some weight. Mm-hmm. I was really, really small, like just really small. I remember you showed me pictures. Yeah, you see my pictures, I look yes. like a different person. <laughs> but I really was really, really skinny and just really tall. So if I wanted to wear a skirt, right, above the knees, first things first, the fingertip rule. I didn't appreciate oh that. Oh my gosh. Because I was about to say something about that. Long. Yeah. My arms are long. So my fingertips are just two inches above my kneecap. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Whereas the next girl might have short arms and she can wear a skirt that goes to the middle of her thigh. Exactly. Whereas if I were to wear a skirt that went to the middle of my thigh, I was getting in trouble in school or whatever. And that was a lot that I did in high school where I if I wore a skirt and they would say something i would immediately point to the next to the next short girl and be like you won't say anything to her she her skirt is much shorter than mine so y'all can leave me alone and i never i never got any official dress code violations they never made me change but it was always because i drew attention to the disparity or whatever you know it was like but look at her she just walked past you and you didn't say anything but you didn't see her because she's five two yeah and I'm that's the reality. Feet. Like, and I have a skirt, and my skirt is actually longer. But you just see more leg. But my legs are long. I can't do anything about having long exactly. legs. But long legs is also a thing that is sexualized. Yes. Mm-hmm. Being like, and then I also had a large chest, and that was a struggle. That was a that was a thing, and I think it might be the same as like you your experiences with having like hips. And yeah, ass. you're just curvier. Like you're a curvy woman, so like the things that you wear are gonna be more sighted than say someone next to you. Like it is a proven fact, I'm sure somewhere out there in this world that black girls are more um, inclined to have like dress code violations or is something like mm-hmm. that in school because our bodies are just made differently, and so people don't see us as like. These 16 year olds who are just wearing a skirt they see it as someone who's trying to be fast trying to be grown trying to you know show her body off and it's like no i'm just i literally like the skirt and it looks good on me and i want to wear it like that's it there's nothing else to it why does it always have to be an and after the fact that i'm wearing the skirt you know she's wearing that skirt and she's trying to show off her legs and she's trying to do this like no and so when you grow up that way and you get into your adulthood life it's kind of just like you start to realize okay so like i know for a fact that there's certain things that i'm not going to wear right people out there if they want to wear revealing clothes or if they want to wear not revealing but if they want to wear like a mini dress right like something that's like cut off at the knees but it shows their figure go right ahead that those are beautiful to me i wear those on the weekends i like that in my Mm -hmm. profession i wouldn't wear that to work without maybe like a jacket over it or something like that like a a car a nice cardigan or something like that over it you know so it's just there's different things for different people but i think that that word should definitely be taken out of the dictionary or taken out of our out of the household because it makes little black girls grow up to think that like okay something's wrong and it was my fault that like i had these curves when that's just what you were born with baby girl you look beautiful wear that skirt wear that top you're fine yeah but you know that is it's unfortunate that it's something that we have to go through but it like you said the innocence is taken away 
mm-hmm. and the innocence is taken away so early that it's really it's like okay where's the balance in my head where's yeah. the balance because at some point right at some point in our lives we do become sexual beings right yes. we do become sexual beings and those curves that you were bothered by you like you know the big butt that you were bothered by when i was eight or nine is now a big butt and i'm 22 mm-hmm. and now it's a thing that's supposed to be praised yeah but how am i then supposed to be 22 and automatically just accept this body that has been a negative thing in my life for so long exactly it's hard that that is that's that is hard that is a struggle because i mean even to this day i'm getting more comfortable with having a big chest like you know i my boobs are huge okay mm-hmm. we know 36 triple d all day every day you know, know what i'm saying out there shit <laughs> girl let them know send me some bras goddamn these shit's expensive hello anybody want to you can ask for our p.o box email us at becoming she live at gmail.com <laughs> Yeah. And if you want to send me any bras, let me know. My favorite brand is Cup. It's a C U U P. Go ahead and get into your story. <laughs> but okay, but yeah. So like having a big chest is one had, was one of my biggest insecurities mm-hmm. throughout life because my dad was very uncomfortable with me developing. Very uncomfortable with me developing, like. And it's crazy because it's something that you can't control, but it might be, say I'm wearing a shirt and I I mean, I've never been the type of person to be like revealing or have my chest out or anything. Yeah. So I wear a t-shirt and my dad might see my boobs are big. He literally would be like, can you do something with that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Men are very uncomfortable though with that. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do, bro? It's <laughs> Like it's something that I can't control. What do you want me to do? It's literally nothing that I can do about this. This is literally just how I am. But as you're growing, you're taught to be uncomfortable with the changes that your body's going through. Yeah. So then when you actually get to this full realized form of like actual your 18 year old body or your 20 year old body or shit, you're almost 30 year old body because that's the real full form. When you almost get there, then it's like by the time you get 30 you're supposed to love it right yeah by the time you get 20 you're supposed to love everything about it but if everything about me has been considered fast how can i love it how can i love it and then this is another thing that another aspect of this conversation we can address it here now or later Mm -hmm. but um because like from a different aspect because i do want you to talk about how for you your experience was being called fast yeah. growing up and how it affected you because that's a different perspective for me like I said I was never the person that was called fast but my like my friends or my cousins might be she's a fast one so it would be like don't hang out with her or watch what you do around her or make sure when y'all go around boys that you're not this that and the other so I it affected me because I made the extra step to make to make sure I avoided being around like being around in situations like that right because I thought that that was just a terrible thing you know because that's what you're taught and but also I grew up 
around i was like the only girl and then i have a younger cousin who's three years younger so mm-hmm. like me and her are different apart but for a minute she couldn't hang out with us so i was the only girl for a minute and then when she got old enough to play with the boys and stuff because you know boys are rough yeah so when she got old enough then it would be us two but then it was okay well the two of y'all come in here and clean the kitchen don't be playing video games so, with the boys okay so I don't know how to play a video game to this day. Oh wow, no, ma'am. <laughs> like, like I'm literally not even coordinated to play it because, like, I mean, in my quote unquote formative years when video games were a thing, I was not necessarily I don't want to say allowed to play them, but whenever I would be around my cousins and they would play, I would just sit back and watch because first off I didn't know how to play, but second off, every time we got a chance to start playing a video game we got called out to go like let's clean the kitchen or y'all come down here with me because i don't want y'all around the boys kind of thing yeah okay and i feel like it affected me now because like i don't know how to like purposely flirt with people Mm, right okay i don't know i like we talked about this like my dating life is non-existent because i don't know how like I don't know how to describe it it's like I've spent so much time throughout my life and then getting into college like it became my personality to just be like the even kill person around everyone so when it comes to a guy that I'm dating I treat him the same way that I would treat my friends I talk to him the same way I would talk to my it's like no difference so I don't think that's that's why my daily experience bad thing i think that there is a, a line of like what flirtation looks like but i think that you should want to think, talk to their person uh-huh. like a friend you know not that it's a bad thing but it limited me okay gotcha. it's limited me it's limited my dating experience significantly because i mean now that i'm in houston i'm talking to people and they're like is it like this in atlanta is dating like this in Atlanta? i'm like girl i can't tell you i don't know yeah. like you know what i mean i don't know I like i haven't been have an example from okay <laughs> right i haven't been on dates or had this many niggas or whatever the case may be that hasn't been my experience because even though it's something that i never really processed consciously subconsciously i made up made it my purpose to not be the girl that guys liked like that i don't know how to describe it okay or i think that's the right word it was like a subconscious thing that i was like well i just have to be the girl that's cool with everybody not the girl that guys like Hmm. and then that became who I was and then now that I'm this older Kavori and I'm more developed mentally physically emotionally and I'm here and I'm almost 30 and I'm like I really just want to go out and date and talk to people the I like as soon as somebody starts to flirt with me or like have this I'm I'm immediately like I back up or I'm turned off or I don't or it's awkward because I don't know how to handle those situations okay um because I purposely tried so long to avoid it to not be called fast or to not be called a hoe or to not be this you know what I'm saying so then now I'm here and I've had this limited experience Mm -hmm. I mean I I I can understand that I can understand that Mm -hmm. to some extent I think that it's definitely hard to undo a condition that you've been basically conditioned to your entire life when someone says you can't play with the boys or they put you into these feminine roles because that's what you're supposed to do like that's definitely hard to grow out of I think for me when like 
for me it was kind of like growing up stop being like don't be fast like stop being fast like the actions that I would do those were deemed as fast like I personally wasn't a fast girl but the actions like if I wanted to wear that skirt or if I wanted to play with those boys or if I wanted to do something that was kind of like not the norm of what little girls do or whatever it's like stop being so fast stop acting like you're grown you're not grown that kind of thing um and then as I got older, like if you hang around with certain people, I understand saying like you didn't like you removed yourself from hanging around certain people that were deemed that way. Because I definitely had a friend like I will never forget in my freshman year of high school who was definitely someone who was fast. Like that, she did. She did her actions definitely portrayed all of that. Like I, so you hang around that person, then your narrative starts to become that same thing. And you're like, holy shit, like it's not right. who I am. And you have to separate mm-hmm. yourself. But I think as I've gotten older, right. like I used to be someone who hated my thighs. Like I did not like them. I didn't want to wear shorts because wearing shorts growing up, it was a problem all the time and nothing ever fit per- correctly. And then I would look like this, you know, like you're in your own head. And now as I've gotten older, it's right. kind of like- But that's your parents also echoing into yes, your Yes, exactly. Like you said, your shorts never fit right and I'm like oh that's funny because for me just not to sidetrack just like not to um cut the conversation Mm -hmm. short or whatever but like for me wearing my mom loved that I had long legs Mm -hmm. so and I loved wearing shorts but I was an I was like tennis you know tennis and cheering so I was always wearing short shorts so as I got older and got taller the short shorts became a problem in school yeah but not at home so even to this day like you said you don't really care to wear shorts and you know i, I love wearing wear shorts, shorts now like now i wear shorts all the time i don't mind <laughs> right. it but growing up uh-huh. like but it, it was something that you had to work yeah to. that's crazy wearing fucking shorts yes wearing shorts because shorts. it's like not that like i i think that becomes it wasn't like someone was beating in my head like your body is wrong this is wrong that you have this body but it's like little small things i don't think parents parents or adults in general realize how like you take those little small things and sometimes you take it to heart and it grows with you for a long time you know so by someone telling you that you have long legs so it's really not small though yeah it's really not small because like you know when people are like oh you'll get over it when you're younger but you're like no this is something that's really big to me this is something that really like hurts my feelings or affects me and mm-hmm. it definitely like grows with you as you get older so I think that like it's just important as I've gotten older for me to embrace my body and embrace my curves and like I love my body now do I want to lose like five pounds or ten pounds here or there yeah you know that'd be great but like in general I want to look at pictures of me before like oh I was so small and I thought that I was big you know like it's Yes. Oh my goodness! You sit there and look at pictures of yourself when you were younger, and you're like, "Wow!" Like at this point in my life, I thought I was like disgusting. I thought I was fat. I thought it was this or that. In reality, like if you just embrace your curves and embrace your body in general, like no matter what people say, because people are gonna always say something. Someone's always gonna have some kind of opinion. But fuck it. Who cares? Love who you are and love the skin that you're in because you can't change it unless you got billions of dollars and you want to go get surgery. But who wants to go under a knife all the time? Not me. Nobody. And that's honestly, that's what I feel like it's like, you know, how people say easier to say, but harder to do, yes, right? Much because it's a process. It depends, for me, it depends on where the feedback is coming from. Because mm. if it's coming from society or other people, who gives a damn, right? Yeah. But if it's coming from 
people in your circle who you're supposed to be comfortable with and trust like for example you saw how skinny i was i showed you yeah. pictures and you remember what i looked like freshman yeah. year right freshman year i remember specifically i was dating this guy and he used to call me his big girl oh right what but i wasn't big nowhere was near right and i hated it like hated it and he would and he he stopped or whatever when he realized like when i told him I was like stop like i don't like that shit stop it or whatever but for him i think i was like one of the tallest girls that he had dated so he wasn't seeing it as oh big. yeah he was just like i've heard a lot of people tall, call tall people big like right no two different words right but there's it <laughs> So, like, this is another part of the dichotomy of, like, body image, right? So, my parents are fatphobic, mm. period. They don't like big people. They don't like fat people. Oh, wow. They just don't. Yeah. So, to the point, this is a funny story. So, my parents went to Golden Corral this one time, and they were sitting down together eating, and there was this guy sitting next to them, a table next to him, and he was a cop but he was big like huge or whatever i mean i didn't see the guy but he was big and my parents are over there like whispering kind of saying stuff about him but they don't know how to hide it and just be like you see didn't go there kind of oh big like gosh. you know or whatever the case may be. they're talking about it and my mom's favorite thing to say is he ought to be ashamed of himself da, 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 right so they're sitting there talking shit and the man get up and was like y'all talking about my belly yeah i know i need to get to working out oh wow call him out call them straight out <laughs> because you're talking about but so imagine being that child that like my weight fluctuated as mm -hmm. a child so i would be really skinny and then i hit that awkward phase around like fourth or fifth grade when everybody starts to kind of hit puberty and my body changed and instead of me being the skinny kid i was still skinny but i had a belly for whatever reason and my parents instead of it being a thing like oh this is just her body changing you know it'll normalize or like maybe we should just eat more vegetables at the house or whatever it was a thing that i was constantly reminded of the fact that my body wasn't what it used to be was something that i was constantly reminded of and so and then we used to have a lot of conversations about like do you want to be a big girl when you get older do you want to be fat like do you want to, they used to say a weather girl is what they used to call it. Do you want to be a weather girl? Oh, wow. You know, and I would be like, before I even knew what it was, they had to teach me what it was. I didn't know. Yeah, of course not. Why would um, you? Right. So they had to teach it to me for me to even, for it to be an internalized thing that I didn't like about myself. Right. Right. So then, so then as I got older, naturally, as you get older, you hold weight in different areas. You hold weight completely yeah. different. So, like, freshman year, I gained probably eight pounds total. Eight pounds. And I was, like, 142 pounds in 5'10 when I got to school. So, I might have been 150 by the end of freshman year. And I was so insecure. I felt like I was so big and so fat because of the things that were perpetuated when I was younger. And I wasn't, right? And then I get older and even throughout college, because throughout college, you gain weight. I don't care what nobody yes, says. Yes, I remember crying to my dad and being like, oh, my gosh, I'm big. My jeans don't fit. Right. But I also was running track, and you're lifting, and you're eating more. Like, it's, yeah. it's inevitable. 
but even even if you weren't an athlete or were an athlete your body just changes because you're going from 18 to 22 from 22 to 36 from 36 to 52 like yeah i agree right and as opposed to somebody sitting having me having someone in my corner like okay your body's gonna change you just have to change with it if you don't like this just go to the gym and work out or if this doesn't work da 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 I spent so much time hating so many things about myself that when I look at myself now I'm like I look nothing like I did then and I hated that body and I'm looking at that body like bitch I I still got that dress and I'm holding on to it to the day yes yes I agree you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying it's like that that in itself i feel like this whole conversation turned into body image which is fine but i think (laughs) but no i think that like this entire conversation is just based on the fact that there's things that you are told when you're younger that transform into much bigger mountains for you to have to overcome and i think that's the hard part because you sit there and you say like damn at that point in time in my life i thought i was the heaviest that i ever be or whatever and you're nobody's convert like nobody's telling you like your body's gonna change and i think society has made it normal for people to say like do you want to be big do you want to be like i've never heard the weather girl term before like that's a shock for me like i've never heard that before but i've definitely been asked the question of like now you keep eating you know what runs in our family you know what our genes are like and right. it's like yo like let me let me eat let me let me if i want to lose weight i can do that there there's ways and opportunities to do that it's I want but you, instead of them teaching us yeah, that they teach us rather that than them saying it in a in a manner that you yes rather than them saying it in a manner that kind of helps you mentally it's more so like let me dig at this fact that because I know it's going to get to you when it's like yo like if I'm bloating let me bloat like why are you telling me anything why are you saying anything outside of like hey how are you doing like wh- why don't you ask me if I've gained some weight like what's going on like are you stressed like what, what are you doing like what's happening like get to the root of the problem because it may be that i'm stressed out and i'm overeating because i'm stressed out because that's a thing like or you you handle like um if something's wrong or like when you face adversity or whatever you handle that differently like there's so many things out there that can be the root of the problem and i feel like people just automatically assume like you're just letting yourself go or you're not taking care of yourself and that's not the case but i think all of that stems from when you're young when your parents say things or people that maybe your teachers or your like supervisors or whoever when you're young and they say certain things i don't think they realize how much that like can transform into bigger things when you're older exactly and i mean just the human body in general is not meant to be a stationary thing it's always changing it's forever changing i mean literally from the time you're an infant to the time you're one your body looks different from the time you're two to the time you're seven your body looks like two totally completely different things you know, from the time you're seven to the time you're 12, you're going to le- look like a whole different person as far as your body yeah. goes. And I just wish that when people, and I hope that for our generation, and I feel like our generation will do a much better job at this, but just making sure they're sensitive to the fact of that and also um, reiterating to kids that change is a normal thing, like your body is supposed to change it's okay embrace it and work yeah. with it as opposed to creating an in, like an insecurity complex within that person based off of how their bodies change yeah i think that's just kind of like acknowledging it and it being aware of what you're saying and how you're saying things too because i mean i definitely myself have said like me and my sister have had conversations and we're both like oh shit like why are we saying things like this you know like this is what we grew up with and we don't like that so um but 
Yeah, because you don't even realize. No, it comes you out really don't. Because like some, it's so normal for you to like. I think society has normalized that thought process when in reality, like that's not normal. Like you should be telling some child, a child to embrace themselves. And I vow, like when I, if I ever have a daughter, if I ever have kids, I want to make sure that they know that like your body is your temple and your body's going to mm-hmm. change. And however that looks, you need to be comfortable with it. Don't make people yes. around you comfortable just because they like think that you should look one way or the other. Like as long as you're happy with who right. you are, that's all that matters. Right. I have a question. So you said you were speaking about your sister, which I love her. Um, We're talking about your niece. You have a niece that's That's 10 years old. Yep. And she's going through this. How how are y'all handling it? Body changes. Me and my sister have lots of conversations about it because obviously, like, as she gets to be 10, she's wearing deodorant now, training bras. Like, she has to, you know, her body's changing over time. And I think my sister's. My sister's doing a really good job at just kind of like communicating those changes with her, over explaining those changes with her, because I think that my niece, she wants to play and she doesn't want to take showers and she just wants to be a boy. and She wants to do all these, not be a boy, but she wants to basically just like live her best life, you know? Yes, she wants to be a child and live and like just do things that are kind of like, okay, like, so my sister's also teaching her about like hygiene like okay like you can't go out of the house without deodorant you have to wear these things you have to wear like your body's going to change over time and I think for my sister it's it's definitely like a weird conversation because she never had that conversation like we didn't have that growing up like my mom definitely explained things to us but I was going to ask about that yeah my mom definitely explained things to us but also like we my mom passed away when I was younger so like you have to we had to grow up and my dad was trying to do the best that he can I will never forget my dad buying me pads your mom passed away when you were 15 yeah but she was sick when i was 13 so y'all didn't, she didn't have any okay so she didn't have those conversations with you before you hit i mean like we all. had conversations but like conversations don't stop at 12 you know like conversations have to keep going right. as you get older so like when i started right. my period in the sixth grade we had a conversation and we discussed things but like two years of talking it's not enough time for a lifetime you know like that's accurate. More I was just wondering because my mom never had that conversation with me for like exclu- explicitly, but my mom is the type to buy me a book, so she bought me a book. Yeah. Like I remember, it's we the girl's guide to like hygiene yeah. or something, and she just she got me this book and said, "Okay, read this, and if you have any questions, go back to the oh, book." Okay. And that's literally I it's use uncomfortable. That. Yeah. and I use that all the way. That was like Bible. Literally, talking to a high. Yeah, because my mom didn't like when it came to like okay, okay. Now you got to wear a training bra, or now you have to it's, wear deodorant. I mean, those are normal conversations. Yeah. But like talking about periods and stuff, like I had friends who had it, but I was like one of the last people to get it, and my mom was too. My mom didn't get her cycle till she was Jesus, eighteen. Lucky. Yeah, she was a senior in high school, and she finally got it. Like, that's oh, okay. Amazing. But I think that's just in my family, people get it later. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super late. I was 13, but, like, my little cousin, definitely, she was, like, 16 or something. Yeah, she I was, got mine in sixth minute. grade. And my sister, I tell my sister now, I'm like, you know, like, my niece, I'm like, you know, it's coming. Because, you know, obviously her body's changing. And she's like, girl, it's uncomfortable. Right. She's 10. So it is so uncomfortable to just kind of sit down and say, like, this is what happens when you go through. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's just, I mean, you're going to have to have uncomfortable conversations with your kids. That's just, it's, it is what it is. But I feel like if we begin, I feel like, so I was listening to a podcast 
and they were talking about body autonomy and like with children how you begin those conversations and how you start talking about sexual like sexual abuse and stuff because a lot of those things happen before they even have the words to be able to describe them and um so like for example this is still relevant to our conversation though like when i was younger i knew that a vagina was a vagina and i didn't refer to it as a vagina i called it a private a private, a private spot area. Private area. Mm-hmm. So my mom would be like, These are your private areas. Don't let anybody yeah. touch them. Don't, you know, somebody tries to touch them, yeah. you tell me kind of thing. And those are conversations that people kind of don't have. But I feel like so this woman was talking about how when she had her kid, she taught them about body autonomy from the time they were literally in diapers like okay mommy's gonna wipe your vagina now yeah now we're gonna or whatever the case may be so if you teach them those things going as you go then you won't feel like you have to have one big sit down conversation i mean it's a process exactly yeah so and i feel like it becomes awkward when you kind of avoid it and then you're like oh we're here now now yeah. we have that this no, my niece, like, my sister definitely did that with my niece she was like yo this is what it is we're not gonna sit here and call these little pet names because they're not pet names they're not to be played with and yes. my niece yes. was like two three years old like tt get out of the bathroom like this is my private area you know what i mean like those are the things that like right you need to teach your kids when they're younger because what's happening are, is your kids are being over sexualized at such a young age there are predators out there that is a real thing predators. so if you don't teach your kids those areas and then they have to speak about it later and they don't know because they're calling it moo and mama like what no yeah that is that's that is weird, weird to me but, but that's know, a real thing like, people do that I, people get I nicknames like, to their private areas because they don't want to say the actual word and it's uncomfortable but at the same time it's like grow up i mean i don't know what to tell you you gotta I mean, you don't have to call it pussy yeah you ain't gotta be like <laughs> disgusting about it like yo hold my dick what no <laughs> like no you just let them hold your yeah. little pp while you penis. you gotta hold your penis pee. that's what it's called hold your penis. yeah not a pee. yeah hold that's penis. what it's called and that's what we're gonna call it like it's just i don't know mm-hmm. i feel like that's not, i don't think that's a bad thing to do and i obviously i'm not a parent so i can't speak on it too much but i do right. think there is beauty and in calling it what it is so that your children know when they're growing up like this is my temple and this is my body and i'm not to let anyone defame it because you know of whatever so right and then also as they get older continuing to have those conversations about them changing but you know i was uh this is the last thing that i wanted to ask about while we're on this topic so as people get older as their bodies change right and i understand that our parents um i think our parents did the best they that they could with what they had and what they were taught you know like a a lot of our parents a lot of things are swept under the rug so it's kind of like or they just don't speak about it so i mean they truly did the best they could but i feel like our generation like you said is definitely like honing in on the fact that we need to over communicate with our children right and i i feel that our parents did those things like don't wear this short skirt or don't wear these shorts in an effort to protect us from the harm that was out there but i'm wondering how we will change that now when we have kids because i feel like it should this is this is problematic i feel like 
the addressing, mm-hmm. right? The addressing of the issues should be handled with the person who has it, even though that's a lot less common. So like, for example, instead of telling your daughter not to wear shorts, if you see a man looking at her in public, tell him not to fucking look at your daughter like that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like our parents did that in order to avoid having those type of conversations because they know that people overly sexualize children. I I can I agree with you somewhat. I I would like to piggyback on that and say that I think that our parents did that because they could only control what's close to them. Our parents can't control yeah, like, what I'm people saying. walking yeah, around and looking at us at us, you know, like so they say don't wear short don't wear those shorts or don't wear that skirt or don't wear that top or can you cover up your chest? Because it's like I can't control all these men looking at you. So I can control you. So I'm gonna try to control you right. as much as I can so that it doesn't happen. But in reality, like I would wear jeans out. Till this day, someone's still gonna look at my my me walking by maybe. Like Mm-hmm. If the genes accentuate my ass, like they're gonna look like it is what it is, you know. So those are right. things that you just can't control. So I think our parents, like niggas, will attack you with compliments and well wishes, in sweatpants and a t-shirt, covered completely up. Yes, because they see the body under the they clothes. Don't care. It doesn't they matter if I wear a high cut mm-hmm. shirt. They know that it's boobs under exactly. that shirt. You can't hide. You can't hide it. If I wear, instead of wearing skinny jeans, I wear. I don't know boot cut they're still gonna see the ass that's coming from the back it's just in a different pair it's of inevitable jeans. so it's like wear what the fuck you want to wear because you're gonna get looked at regardless so you trying regardless. to hide underneath you know like you said a whole adidas sweat track suit like, <laughs> like bruh. they might be like dang we didn't know she had a body like that but we kind of pe- imagine I mean, her ass was poking in the sweat so i can kind of see it but you know you know like those have you seen that like screenshot that was going around where people were like do you think this is appropriate for church and the woman had on like a bodycon skirt and a shirt yes, and it's like because god says to- come as you are so some people I don't have the luxury unzip her ass cheek and then come to church i mean she- <laughs> what did she I'm have on she had on like a bodycon dress okay. or something like a fitted bodycon dress um and granted i guess like we know that the thick girl rule when you're wearing like a skirt or body dress and you're supposed to go somewhere with a more conservative you, a you know outlook you put a cardigan on top a little sweater. make sure your shirt has the little scoop at the bottom to cover it mm-hmm. up or whatever the case may be i don't recall what she had on it might have been like a bodycon skirt and a shirt that had the little scoop at the bottom but you just saw all the ass there's no way like there's nothing that she can put on that's gonna make her ass look smaller no nothing appropriate for church and it was like i don't know what she's supposed to do here like is she supposed to just unzip the shit like what like i wish i wish if somebody has and um invention for this let me know email it to me at becoming she live at gmail.com <laughs> um i would like to unzip my titties and sit them to the side and use them whenever i need mm. oh that's a good invention you know okay. what I'm like i would like to just unzip them sit them over like you sit over set, like a pair of earrings or yeah. something Come on the night, and it's like mm, i don't even feel like dealing with them bitches today mm-hmm. let me you know and then when i'm ready for them to be back i can just reattach 
flip them right back on. I think the better question about this woman's outfit is like, what people fail to realize is that she probably was at home and put on several different pairs, different things. Oh, that's a good like, point. She like, when I go to, so when I, like, we will. Like, honestly, like you will try on multiple things to see what, like, how do I feel today? Do I want to wear You're this? Right. Do I want to wear that? You don't like your body, like, you know, your mind and your body sometimes don't match. Right. So mm-hmm. the real question is like, how many outfit chains did she go through to get to that one point? And you guys are noticing the fact that her ass is big. Let her leave her alone. Like, if she came to worship the Lord in God's house, let her, live. let her live and let her worship him. Why are you now telling her that what she's doing is wrong? Not your business. Mm-hmm. Open your Bible and follow the mm-hmm. scripture of what the pra- pastor or the bishop is saying. Like you right. now condemning her for wearing a bodycon skirt. Maybe, maybe it's wash day and she didn't have nothing else to wear. Exactly. Maybe she had a long week at work. And she just was like, you know what? I, I've never gone to church before, but I'm going to go to church this one time and see what it's like. But now you don't put this thing about her saying that it made her feel uncomfortable. and now she's uncomfortable and she's never going to go back. Like people just have to realize that minding your business pays zero dollars. Mind it. It costs you no money to mind your motherfucking business, bitch. Yes. Like shut up. Just shut let her live. Up. Like I just don't like things like that. I just feel like it's not on me nor you or anyone else to really judge anyone of what they're doing. Like, even if you no, want to go up there and be a little thought pocket or whatever, and you just, you being a fast ass grown, grown woman, if you're grown, you're grown. Mm-hmm. like live your best life. I cannot tell you what to do. Like if it's my child, yes, I will, I will rein that in and say like, listen, this is what it looks like. And this is why I'm trying to tell you, like, I think that we need to, you know, alternate things, you know, whatever. But if you're not a child, why am I, why am I condemning you for anything that you're, whatever you got going on? I don't care. Exactly. I don't care. I don't care. You don't pay my bills. You don't do anything for me. So you already know what you about to say. <laughs> what do you think? Don't make me shit. <laughs> Who you fuck? Don't make me come. And with your money, don't pay my bills. Okay. Simple. Period. Period. So I just think that like at the end of the day, the word fast is a term that it's not okay for young black girls because it takes away their innocence and you and i think it's unfair it's unfair to them it's a label that you place on somebody that they don't choose for themselves mm-hmm. and you don't recognize when you say it how damaging that label could be exactly. to her and her experience and her existence mm-hmm. exactly so make sure you're having conversations with your children you know I think that's the talk biggest thing. Them. Talk to them. Like, hear what they have to say, too. Like, it's not a one-sided conversation, either. Like, these kids are their own yes. people. No, granted, they have their own personalities that they were born exactly. with. Exactly. And granted, there are little girls out there that do behave in manners that are not appropriate to their age range. Okay? They be out there sucking dick in the goddamn elementary school at the age of 10, and 11, 12. Okay, behind the gym in social studies classrooms in middle like, school, whatever. There are girls getting fingered and shit. Like I know that. y'all. I knew. I knew them girls. They was my friends. That's fine. I live your best life. They was my friends. Okay. Well, they need a different kind of help. Like mom and dad talking to them is not going to help. And mental therapy, like therapy, probably mm-hmm. the better outfit the better outlet for them right then, because like, there are other things that need to be addressed yeah because there are deeper rooted issues outside of like the occasional i want to wear this type of outfit you know so 
Right. That's neither nothing I can control. I don't have them yet. But when I if if and when I have kids, I'll let y'all know how that conversation goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what well, now? Good. You ready to get into uh, this feature of the week? Yes, girl, it's time for the feature of the week. All right, so this week I have a restaurant that I actually tried last night. And I'm so excited to talk about it because I got the leftovers in the fridge that I'm ready to heat up. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? And eat again. I'm excited for you. Uh, but there is this place called The Rice Box mm. in Houston. I love mm-hmm. rice. So, <laughs> girl, I know you was going to get excited you know about it. I want to come so, back and get some motherfucking rice. Let's go to The Rice Box. So, they have different locations, right? Three or four different locations don't give me the lion i don't know but you go in there and they have first of all it's very modern but very like authentic ish at the same time it makes you feel like you're in japan at a fast food restaurant or or not even at a fast food because the way you order it is you order and then you go sit at the bar and they bring you the food so let's not call it fast food, but if it were Jap- if it were Japan, this would be fast food. So it's like kind of like eclectic. It sounds like there's multiple tastes, and it's very like the the atmosphere thing. Well, it's like traditional Chinese food ish. So like okay. they have fried rice and like kung pao chicken and general salads and sesame chicken and stuff like that have different options that you order but the cool thing about this is you know the paper box that they Mm -hmm. give you at a chinese place that you put your food in did you know that turns into a plate um i saw that on twitter like just things that you don't know that kind of stuff you know those little random things and i was like astonished i was like oh shit but they actually make like this is their thing that is a thing that they that they have so they'll serve you your food in the box and then if you want to eat it there and the way they serve it is like it's open it's not closed and then you have like an egg roll hanging out the top and it's literally stuff like you can't close it. i love it mm-hmm. right so there's the rice and then they put the chicken or whatever meat that you choose on top and then an egg roll sitting on there literally about to fall out the container and then you open the paper and it falls out into a plate and everything and the egg roll falls rolls over to the side and then you have a heap of rice with your that meat and the delicious. oh goodness oh it my looks, gosh i'm looking at the pictures now girl yeah definitely eclectic in the way that it looks i like me and Brittany went last night and she pretty much said yeah i feel like i'm in japan or like yeah, china somewhere where it. you know Yes, I the restaurant was delicious. The environment was very cute. I enjoyed it and I really cannot wait to go back. So the rice box is um I'm pretty sure they're only in Houston. So whenever you guys are in town or if we have any Houston listeners, shout out to y'all. Um definitely check out the rice box and I'll provide one of the addresses so that way you make sure you're looking mm-hmm. at the right place. And this was actually the one we went to yesterday. It's 300 West 20th Street, Houston. And um, so there's different things that you can get. But I ordered the fried rice with the sweet chili wings. That sounds good. 
and an egg roll and it was delectable i mean so good so anyway that's my feature of the week i think and they do have um like thai tea and stuff and they do serve beer as well so those are cute little (laughs) options yeah i know you like your beer so i thought that would be cool to mention yeah so if y'all have any questions comments or suggestions for future episodes um send us an email at becoming she live at gmail.com and i'll set it a thousand times this episode it's b-e-c-o-m-i-n-g-s-h-e-l-i-v-e at gmail.com follow us on instagram and twitter at becoming she underscore and i promise we're gonna get to twitter we are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well thank you guys so much for tuning in for yet another week no, of our we bullshit shit, y'all. <laughs> we, we appreciate y'all so much we fuck with y'all Definitely. we hope y'all continue to fuck with us love you guys but that's all we got this week bye, bye.